0: mm
1: How it's shaping up across the Middle East and Africa on Saturday. Great to have you along. And temperatures have nudged down just a bit across Baghdad and Kuwait. Temperatures now at about 47 degrees. And we'll see that humidity begin to ease across the Gulf. More so, I would say, as we head towards Sunday as that breeze turns lighter. But for now... For us here in Doha, we'll max out at 43 degrees. Some big monsoon downpours, though, for Pakistan's upper Sin province. Punjab right through to KPK. And with this northerly breeze off the Caspian Sea, the temperature in Baku at 27 is actually below average for this time of the year. Temperatures bang on average, though, as we look at Antalya at 35 degrees. And those heat alerts have been dropped for many parts of southern Europe. Athens is actually where it should be as well for this time of the year. Now, for Africa, the rain is really filling in across Sierra Leone, Guinea, Guinea Guinea-Bissau. I think we're going to see some flooding here. And for Central Africa, we've got these bands of rain around Bangui in the Central African Republic that will pour into northwest DR Congo. And same goes here. We could see some flooding. Meantime, for South Africa, the western Cape province, quite a vigorous system slamming in here. We could see wind gusts up to 100 kilometers per hour on Saturday. See you in a bit.
2: Extraordinary men and women who are breaking the mould from
3: the taxi drivers investing everything they have into their minibus, only to face extreme danger on Lesotho's roughest tracks
2: to the jockey-turned-paramedics saving lives, transporting the sick and elderly for medical help. Lesotho, risking it all on Al Jazeera.
4: As soon as the sun goes down, the shelling starts. Russia is a very challenging place to work from as a journalist even though the authorities here say you can't do it it's not allowed we are still pushing we're always pushing our boundaries
2: part of the center of moscow is under a
4: lockdown people are being detained for peacefully marching here through the city center we are the ones traveling the extra <laughs>
2: How are you doing? Trust you're doing great. I am doing great and I'm excited, as always, to come your way with the baby doctor. You may have seen a video or a picture of a child badly burnt or one with a fracture. And seeing the pain in their eyes is not something you want to experience. So here's what we've decided to do today. We're going to have a conversation about preventing accidents at home. Once again, I've been joined by Dr. Coy. She's agreed graciously to help you get some ideas on on how you can prevent your child or your baby from falling victim to some of these unfortunate situations. So do stay with us. We've got a lot more for you right after this.
5: Get ready for an unforgettable experience filled with laughter, education, and quality time with your loved ones. Introducing the Koi Family Fun Day, where friends and family come together for hours of fun, entertaining games such as trampoline, bouncy castle, face painting, table tennis, scrabble, Ludo musical chairs you name it join us on the 4th of august 2023 as we gather for a spectacular day of bonding and friendly competition there will also be a health corner where our specialists offer dental checks eye checks counseling and many more you may be a season player our first-time participant come to the sos village car park at tamar community 6 between 10 a.m and 5 p.m There's something for everyone koi pediatrics your child's well-being our passion <laughs>
2: Hello there. Thank you so much for staying on The Baby Doctor. Here's what I want you to do today, especially for me. Call a friend. Send a message on all your WhatsApp groups because we're going to have a very important conversation about preventing home or domestic accidents. It's important because the numbers are not too good. And Doc will be sharing that with us pretty shortly on how many children get caught up in domestic accidents, whether it's drowning, burning, you know, falls that lead to fractures and sometimes fatalities. So I'll just give you a few seconds to do this, right? Call a friend, gather the house together. And I say this all the time because it's important. You may not be around when that emergency may occur or as it is in our local settings, we don't take care of our children alone. We have a whole community that looks after them. So it's important that that entire community gets an education. Today, we're talking about home or domestic accidents. And like I said, graciously Dr. Coy has agreed to be with us once again. Hello,
6: Doc. Hello, Benny. I love your red Thank you. We are, we are, we are calling we, yeah, everybody to order. Because we are going to talk about home accidents.
3: Mm,
2: it's so, important. Yeah. Right. What, what are the statistics telling us? How often does this occur?
6: Um, interestingly, I think over the past decade, the proportion of patients with home accidents in uh, big hospitals are increasing. And I actually saw a study that was done in Kumasi in just 2021. And out of a 1,000 children, about 593 had one home accident or another. And so we are looking at about more than 50% of children under 5 getting involved in one home accident or the other. Mm -hmm. And that is worrying. Why do I say it's worrying? Because it can cause death. And for every child that dies, there are so many other children who will suffer one home accident or the other, and live with disabilities all the days of their lives? And these are avoidable causes of death mm. and avoidable causes of pain and and stress. So, I think it's it's very important, and I'm happy that we are we are going to spend some time discussing this topic.
2: Mm. Doc, let's let's start from the most common that we record. In, in our hospitals in Ghana and what are usually the scenarios that lead that lead to them
6: okay so I think if I'm going by the studies around and ranking the commonest are false children falling from heights okay and that starts from when they are babies so, so I think let me just go through the the, 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 the sequence of all the the rate at which they occur and then we can discuss them one after the other. So first on the list is false. And then next on the list are cuts and hmm. lacerations. Lacerations are deep cuts okay. that we need to sew. And then the small cuts that sometimes they go holding your knife the wrong way. Or the favorite is our blade. Hmm. They discover your blade and I don't know what they think blade <laughs> so they hold it and then there's a cut, yes. And then bends. Bends. I'm sure every one of us has one experience with bends, be it mm. hot water that poured on the child, mm. Mm. or a child that went had soup poured on him, something with with bends, or holding an electrical you know gadget or something that bends, yes, and then also violence. So some children are caught up in one violent incident or the other, and they get they get they get hurt,
3: mm.
6: be it through beating or being caught in a fight between parents or whatever. Mm. Yes, and then also we are looking at um, um, accidental poisoning. 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 Mm. Poisoning is one of the common causes of very bad home accidents that lead to death and then sometimes very bad disabilities. And then we are also talking about drowning. With our changing lifestyle and our tastes has also brought drowning to the fore because now we are having a lot more swimming pools. Or even sometimes it's the, the homemade ones that mm. the basins the basins or the inflatable yes.
2: Pools, yes. which is quite common. which nowadays. is now
6: quite common. And then because we also want to conserve on the cost of water, we are in no hurry to, to empty the, the pool as soon as we finish using it. So drowning is also one of the home accidents. And then also firearms when you keep guns at home it's one of the causes of an accident at home mm. the children always somehow find where it is and they always want to figure out what this is and how it can bring something out so it's one of the things that we are going to discuss and then finally also ingestion of food or foreign bodies they take mommy's earring mm. or the, the, the popular ones so recently were coins Yes, I think now the coins are a bit too big, so. Mm, Yes. But then the smaller ones, the five peso coins. Five hundred coins. The five, yes, those those things. So now the five peso coin. Now the Ghana peso coin is small. Yes, the one peso and all those. So those are things that also children in your earring or your beads or anything, Mm. or sometimes even some of the nuts that we keep at unsafe places, they choke on them. So I think these are the accidents that we see around and which can sometimes be very disturbing when you look at the the outcomes Mm.
2: and and doc as you were going through that list i was recollecting stories that had been done on this channel um around these things so drowning And, and i'll be sharing them with you as we go along because you need to be able to relate sometimes it's it's not Far from you like you think. Oh, yes. You know, sometimes we think, oh, this may not happen to me. But it's sometimes they're very, for lack of a better expression, insignificant things that lead to the disasters and the tragedies. So let's start with the falls, Stop. Absolutely. I mean, when a child is learning how to walk, they fall often. They fall. But those are not the kinds of falls we are talking about. We are oh, talking no. about falls that from lead heights. to fractures, falls that lead to disability or even death. Death, yes. So I know there are many stories you can share with us, but before we go into how to prevent the falls, let's start with one of, th- one of the most recent or maybe one, a story that readily comes to you on, on a child falling and getting badly injured.
6: Okay. And so I think falls are one of my pet areas because... More often than not, parents in our bed to be overly protective end up also, or overly loving, end up putting our children in harm's way. And so then we will normally say accidents are common in children under fiber for falls, my worst nightmare are babies, when the babies begin to crawl. And then sometimes, you know, we, we are sleeping with the child, and then we wake up first, and then we leave the child with some pillows around the child, but you forget that this child is crawling so she can crawl over the pillow and she's crying looking for mommy and so it's oblivious to the fact that he's on a bed because children do not know about risk at that point point. and so we or sometimes a mother a child wants to come my mommy says I'm changing my dress so you put a child on the bed running to pick a dress and come by the time you come back the child's head is on the floor okay and so that is one of the nightmarish ones and they because they are coming looking for you they they they, so they come best. with their head first and some of our bets are pretty high mm. okay and so it's one of the faults that i am quite worried about and i must say many people get lucky but sometimes the the mental torture you go through before you are reassured that all is fine it's, it's not worth the investment so my advice to mothers always keep that child on the floor. And I have a philosophy. If, if your child is not in the court and both parents are not beside the child, please move the child onto a mattress on the floor. The distance from the mattress to the floor is so short. A cold floor doesn't cause harm mm. by the height. So that's because I've, I've seen a, a health worker lose a child before because the child, she came from work. She thought she was not sterile enough. To take her baby so we wanted to remove her on sterile clothes and by the time she was done she was rushing back to the hospital with the baby no. and the baby didn't make it oh no because her head you know some of you know sometimes the, the more affluent you get the more high the higher your bed so mm. Mm. yeah so I think falls yes of course and then the other falls from chairs and then sometimes even from some of the playing equipment exactly. we give them mm. Mm. some of the exotic workers yeah. and sitting yeah. sitting in chairs yes and so and if that child is a baby and it's, it's all wobbly and wriggly, they can topple over yes so falls can come from or sometimes they are on a chair they try to get down or sometimes they are climbing objects when they are much older sometimes they can actually pile up things and they don't realize that uh, the one beneath is not as stable as the one on top he climbs and then down we come tumbling with everything
2: Kids are so adventurous. Sometimes I wonder where where they get that instinct for adventure from because clearly uh, there are times when you caution the child, don't do this, but they want to do it. It's as though
6: they want to see what's in it. <laughs> oh, actually before they say, sorry, I jokingly say that when you tell a child to stop, it means hurry up because she's coming. So I joke I always joke about it that when you tell a child to um, don't go there what it means is that he's going to hurry up okay because you are saying he shouldn't go so he knows that you come after him mm-hmm. or her mm-hmm. the earlier he gets there to figure out what is there mm-hmm. the better that is just by way so but that's how adventurous children are It's because they have not then been socialized to see what is risky they are an open book and adventure is human nature we all love adventure so we are socialized to see that this adventure is dangerous if you go here this will happen but so you know that something bad will happen
2: you're just exploring the world the world is beautiful they're little
6: explorers Ah, there's Mm. so much to see and every day there's something new Mm. so why not Mm.
2: (laughs) (laughs) so doc you've shown us how to tackle with falls from beds Mm. but There there are also cases of children falling from buildings and staircases. And you mentioned the walkers, because I I was reading somewhere about the Pediatric Society in America, you know, not recommending walkers because they have children coming into the emergency most of the time because they've, you know, toppled over or they've, you know, gone down the staircase or something like that. So just share with us other ways to prevent falls. um, Besides always keeping
6: the child on the floor, if you're not by them on the bed. Okay. So yes, there are other things that we should be aware of. For example, if you are you are in a story building, then you should have balustrades and the balustrades should not be so wide apart. They should be such that no child can fit in. If you have stairs, you should have a lock. A lockable gate across the stairs that a child cannot open. It's a must. Because, trust me, you can have five caregivers take care of one child. There's always that split second mm. when that child will, will go out on the blind side of everybody. And so those are things that we should do routinely. If you have stairs, you should have protective. Um, you, should, you should be full conscious and ask yourself, how can I prevent my child from getting hurt when he falls? Mm. So that's why I even talked about the bed. The child will fall. Yes, he's learning to walk. He's exploring the world. Sometimes you have to do other things, but think safety as you 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 choose homes. Think safety as you select designs for your your new homes. Think safety. I mean, there are some things that if you have young children, you can put on hold when they are older. You can do so. Some of the designs, curvy stairs. No balustrade, no security is beautiful, but it is not for growing children because they will topple down the stairs and, and, and get hurt. So that's what I will say. The false I mean, what, he's on the table, the soup is down, mm. he falls in. So children will climb, mm. children will explore. So think safety. Okay. What I'm doing, can any child go through? And if your children are older, can somebody's child also go through it? So when you think safety, then you can put in all the safety measures along the way because environments vary. They are talking about workers abroad because, yes, most of those homes have a step or two. And the children, and I must say, workers, the round ones are really not recommended because it does not allow the child to, to, to move really. Okay. And even sometimes. Rather, the irony of it, it's yes. called a
2: walker but it doesn't really do well, the job. Well,
6: it keeps you the time, and then some people think that they should let their children start sitting in from like four months so that they can start sitting and walking and it doesn't happen. What you do is this child is sitting and hanging and the, the feet are, are tiptoe. Mm. So with time the tendon at the back, the Achilles tendon becomes very tight and this child will not be able to. So when it's time to walk, she's standing tiptoe. She cannot put her feet on the floor. And that becomes a problem that the physiotherapist has to come in. And even sometimes they have to go to theater. So seriously, you buy a walker and go and pay for theater service. It's not The child will walk with or without your walker. And so it is not a must-have mm. for a child to walk. But if you have a push one okay. where the child is stable and with an adult supervision, that is fine. Okay. Because then he's already steady on the floor. And he's just moving around. Mm. And it is help whilst he's trying to explore, he practices walking. But the round one that keeps them stationary with all the dangle ting dong all it around. Has them. So when the yes. child moves a little it goes round, but the child is not doing anything by himself. Mm. The wheels are moving.
3: Okay.
6: Yes. And you know it's all fancy and all noisy and it doesn't do much to their okay. their their, okay. their mental their mm. their brain development.
2: Oh wow. Yeah. Interesting. Doc, so let's move to the next
6: one. Um, Yeah, so we're talking about lacerations and and cuts. And cuts, yes. And so you have to be mindful where you put (coughs) any object that can cut. So, for example, if you have a blade and your closet is on the floor, it's a no-no. You should have a place where it's safe. And I always say you should have cupboards and cabinets or drawers where the child cannot open. And if you have drawers, you want to have child lock so Mm -hmm. that the child cannot go and open your drawer and help him or herself to the content. And there I will talk about choking as well, because if he goes and he doesn't pick your blade, he may see your earring. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't see your earring, he may see some other thing which is interesting, colorful. Mm -hmm. It's different, yes. For the cats, they see you holding a knife all the time. They want to be adults. So when they see a knife, they are happy that but they don't know that you hold a part of the knife not another part. So they hold anywhere that their hands will touch. And then there is, and it can be very deep. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, children have strong grip. So when he takes it, he grips because he's oblivious to the risk that it poses. Yes. And some come the cuts can be so deep Mm
3: -hmm.
2: that
6: they have to go to theater and get it sutured. And it's it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary, yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Right. Uh, it's it's, it's um, a learning experience for us today as we open our eyes to the things that we think may not cause harm, but they do. So we've learned from Doug, keep the sharp objects out of their reach. And, Doc, we have a habit here in Ghana of beating the children when they go for the things because we think that they should know that it is It is an object that can hurt them. And I, on several occasions, have had to tell mothers and caregivers, it's not their fault, it's your fault. You should keep it out of their reach. That's the
6: principle here, isn't it? Absolutely. I think it makes us feel better. And I think it's pretty much in our our society and in our psyche, we always look for somebody else to blame. Mm. We are never responsible, are we? And so it's that child who will not sit at one place there's no child that sits at one place unless the child has a medical problem. And so when you are angry that your child is not sitting at one place, wait till he sits at one place for a day, and you will bring the child to hospital because you'll be worried. So children are born to be explorers. Under five, they have no idea what risky looks like. With time, they get to know. because, of course, I'm not saying give him kisses when he's going astray, but beating him unnecessarily, Brings accidents.
2: Especially when he picked something that you
6: as the caregiver should know that you should put away. Just take out it from the child's hand. Mm. Say, oh, cou- cou- don't take this. This is not good. Maybe a little stern face mm. for emphasis because they read our facial expressions. Yes. And so if what is he or she is doing is wrong, please don't, oh, kuchi kuchi, baby boy, laugh, laugh, laugh. You can say, don't do this again, boy. And then, but then please don't be the child because it's not a child's fault. Mm. It's not a child's fault. It's not a child's fault. So, we
2: are talking about preventing home and domestic accidents today. We've tackled uh, the first common, which is false, then lacerations and cuts. And, like Doc said, cuts can go pretty deep uh, and they could injure the child. And, um, and, and sometimes, Doc, you know, sometimes when the kid takes the item and he's running with it. A sharp object, and then there's a fall. So, is that the gravity of, of the injury or the potential gravity should you know make you want to keep your things away? And, Doc, there's an interesting thing you mentioned about children stacking things. So, you keep the knife or the sharp objects at this level, and they can put a stool there and go. So, it, it should be the best form of uh, protection in terms of putting them away. So, that these ad- adventures by these kids don't lead to accidents and emergencies. So, we've we, we decided to take the issues one after the other, go through them, and, and when Doc discusses and shares the examples of what she's experienced with us, then she gives you the tips on how to avoid a similar situation. So, Doc, from cuts and lacerations, we go to what?
6: Yeah, cuts is about a quarter of the cases, and burns. Bends is about 12, 15%. Of home accidents, mm. yes. And burns can be terrible. It ranges from a little burn of the finger or a little toe, or a little splash with a few um, sweet looking um, swellings, mm. um, blisters on the body that um, you just put some Vaseline on it, and by the following day, the blister burst is raw, three days is gone. And then sometimes it can be terrible, having a whole limb in in, in, in hot water or water pouring on the child or a child sitting in hot water or hot soup or sometimes a child going, slips and Mm. falls and the whole pot pours on the whole body. And so we see all sorts of bent injuries. And more often than not, it is because an adult left a hot food or water or something in a place and left the child unattended. Yes. I always say when you are taking water to go and bath a child, please don't put it in an open container Mm -hmm. and expect the child not to run and come and give you a hug. Because Mm -hmm. the child may be coming because he's happy to see you, Mm -hmm. totally oblivious to the fact that you are carrying something dangerous. And so we should just be mindful. And what stops you from diluting the water a bit before you transport it from the kitchen to the, to the, to the bathroom? Okay. And what stops you from having what, cold water in the bucket before you turn on the hot tap? Mm. Because at the end of the day, you are trying to get lukewarm water.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: It can start from warm to cold to lukewarm, or it can start from cold to lukewarm. The end point is lukewarm. And so look for a safer starting point, okay? And then we also notice that the accidents tend to happen in places where everything is enclosed. So your kitchen, you are in a beautiful kitchen, you have your counter, but you leave the hot object at the tip and the child is stretching and then he pulls whatever down. But if it's possible don't cook at a place where the children are all over the place. Okay. If you have an opportunity to cook outside and it's safe, you can do that when the children are indoors. And you don't leave a child unattended in the kitchen okay. or at your cooking place because he's likely to explore. Even the fire is attractive.
2: Mm. It's colorful. Yeah.
6: You see blue, you see yellow, Orange. you see orange. I mean, like, what's that? What's that? This world doesn't have the... And they are moving. You know, they mm. are not even steady. The flames. <laughs> the flames and the wind blows. It's amazing. This is a new toy. Let me go and hold it. So sometimes you see them just putting their finger there mm. and they have their, they have this pincer grass. They are going to catch the fire, the beautiful thing. You know it's fire. He does not know it's fire. So those are some of the things we get. We get the bends, and, and burns can be devastating. Mm. It deforms. Mm. And sometimes you have children who lose limbs mm. because of the kind of burns and they, they, they get. And the time you spend in hospital as a parent and the emotional pain you go through seeing your child cry every time they dress them, it's not worth it. And we should try as much as possible. Please don't put a pot of water, soup under the table and say, Kweku, don't go there. Mm. Kweku will go and try, find out why he say he shouldn't go there. And so whenever you are... Cooking or holding a hot object, think safety. Can I put it on the last banner, which is so far away from the child? Yes. So that he, there's no way Kweku mm. can, can get that far. Can I close the kitchen door after myself when I'm done cooking the hot objects so that Kweku does not sneak in there to explore? So those are little things that if we do, can we tell our housekeeper that never carry? The hot water to the bathroom. bathroom. If anything at all, bring the lukewarm water and then pour the hot water in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or if you are carrying hot water, that it should be in a closed container, mm-hmm. so that even if I bump into you, it's, it secure. won't, it's secured mm-hmm. You won't spill it on me. That's if your kettle is able to contain water, and for that reason you are carrying a kettle, that is acceptable. Mm-hmm. But we just have to think safety. Okay. Thanks, safety there's a there's a, a tip somebody
2: shared and I want your expert advice on that so she says when her children were growing up in order to avoid them touching the hot iron she heated it up a bit <laughs> and said bring your hand top Ta- how does it feel it's hot okay the children never came close to the iron <laughs> In her mind, le- letting them experience a little of what they will experience if they came close to such a device kept them away. I don't know what your opinion on that strategy hmm. is. Of course, you can't do that with hot water, but you can do it with hot gadgets, like people who have salons and their children, and maybe the flat, um, the the iron for flattening the hair and all that, or the dryer, uh, or any of those things. Is that something that you, you know, <laughs> is, is it a helpful way of training
6: the children to stay away? It's bordering on child abuse. Mm. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's uh, well, we bring up our children in different ways. It depends on their age. It depends on how inquisitive they have been around this ion. And so, but then I think um, giving them that kind of education may also be dangerous. What if he decides to punish his brother the next day with the iron? That's and so he one. decides to give it, or he's teaching his brother what mommy taught him. Okay. But he doesn't know mommy just hit it a letter. And so he decides to hit it well and... <coughs> so I think we can find more interesting ways. But you know your children best. And sometimes methods that we use vary because of the personalities that we have in our homes. Okay. Right, so we've
2: done cuts, we've done. Fo- DQ presents
0: picture this picture your favorite blizzard treat but this one is being held by someone very special re our children's miracle network hospitals champion hi miracle treat day is thursday july 27th one dollar or more of each blizzard treat sold at participating locations benefits your local children's hospital and kids like Ari. so treat yourself in the most meaningful way
4: support kids like me on miracle treat day thursday july 27th
0: dq happy tastes good
2: Calls, we've done burns, burns. and uh, the next one is um, poisoning that one
6: poisoning I have poisoning. a lot of
2: questions on that you're watching the baby doctor with me Abu when we come back Dr. Coy will be sharing with us how to prevent home accidents we will be giving you details on poisoning on drowning on firearms and a lot more do stay
5: Get ready for an unforgettable experience filled with laughter, education, and quality time with your loved ones. Introducing the Koi Family Fun Day, where friends and family come together for hours of fun, entertaining games such as trampoline, bouncy castle, face painting, table tennis, scrabble, Ludo, musical chairs you name it join us on the 4th of august 2023 as we gather for a spectacular day of bonding and friendly competition there will also be a health corner where our specialists offer dental checks eye checks counseling and many more you may be a season clear or a first-time participant come to the sos village car park at tamar community 6 between 10 a.m and 5 p.m there's something for everyone koi pediatrics your child's well-being our passion
2: is the baby doctor with me, Bernice Abu Beidu Thanks for staying. And if you just joined us, we are talking about preventing home accidents. We've touched on burns. We've spoken about falls, cuts and lacerations, uh, and, and, and others. But it's now time to get some more education on the others that Doc highlighted as you know some of the common occurrences here in Ghana. And poisoning <coughs> happens to be one of them. Doc,
6: what yes. should we know about poisoning? Um, poisoning here is often the child taking a chemical that is not meant to be taken. Or even taking, look, paracetamol. If you leave it, I just recently had a boy who just went to finish the whole bottle and went to mommy and said, I finish all. Yeah. And it cost them three days in hospital.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, so anything that you take in excess that can harm you is a poison. And the problem we have is we store everything in the same bottle of water bottles that we drink from. Mm. And I don't know what is about our drinking bottles and children. They are fascinated by it. You know, there are children who will not drink from even their own cup. They want to drink from that bottle, water bottle. That Probably mommy, it's
2: what we introduce them to so they're yes, used to it. Yes, they
6: see us drinking them all mm. the time. Mm. And every child has his the adults in their home as their role models, so... They want to drink, so if you are keeping your kerosene, you are keeping your rat poison, you are keeping your thinner, or mm. whatever, in these same bottles. Because when you go to the shops and they are selling all in the market, mm. they also um, put them in
2: the same put books. them in the same bottles. One of the culprits, cu- cu- the caustic soda.
6: Yes, that one. They put all in the same plastic bottles, all but, and then another problem: all these bottles do not have child lock. Mm. And so it's easy for every child to open it. And when he opens it, then many of these things are also very plain, tra- clear, transparent like water. So sometimes they think they are drinking water till they taste it. Okay, and then they realize that it is not water. If it burns the mouth, then he's likely not to take too much. But some children would have taken a big gulp before they realize that it's, it's burning or it's poisonous. So please, the rule is that don't put poisons... Or any dangerous chemical in a bottle that looks like the water bottle, because then the child thinks he's getting water. Two, get the medicines that children love. So you know, some most of their their medicines are sweetened, so paracetamol can be very sweet, depending on which brand you buy, the multivitamin, whatever. So if it's so sweet, then he wants more. And if it's not in a child-friendly look then he's going to likely, it's likely he will be able to open it mm. and seven He doesn't you know it's five mils at a time, so he can take 200 mils at a time, and that is a problem.
3: Mm.
6: So, so if you have these medications, they cannot be in the drawers below. They have to be up. And I always say, not just in the top locker. The locker should have a child lock. That's what we don't do well in Ghana. Mm. Oh, I put it up there. I don't know how he got there. There's a chair. He stood on the chair. But if he stood on the chair and he got there, he could not open the door. He would have to come down. There would be no issue. Mm. So we also, yes, we try and put them up. But we have to acquire the habit of locking and taking the key off. If you don't have a child lock, lock it with a regular lock and keep the key far away from... The cabinet, so that there's no assist.
2: And, Doc, thankfully, nowadays we have some of these safety. Objects, even the edge of your tables, you know, sometimes they can be quite problematic for children who are learning to walk when they tip off and they hit the edge. So you have all these edge protectors, you have these locks. I've seen some that come in a complete set. I'm sure if you visit your, your regular baby shop and find out, you may find one or two. So, Which is um, true. and I, I, I totally agree with you that we must begin to be more conscious. of Mm. of child safety. Mm. Doc, we'll treat first aid in detail on another day, but because we're talking about poisoning, let me bring the... Palm oil story. The palm oil. I mean, growing up, I I I had had it so many times, and if I had come into a situation like that, it would have been the first thing I would have gone for. You're told that if a child ingests any poisonous substance, and parazone happens to be one of the basic uh, 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 culprits. They tell you, just give the child palm oil. I don't know where that
6: came from, but is that something we should be doing? Please, no. See how I raise my voice? No. We cause more harm with the palm oil than the poison would have caused in the child without our intervention. And sometimes it's, it's interesting to see the... And the 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 man or the, the pride, the, with the, which the, we yes, the strongest and fastest person in the family, coming and everybody is smeared in palm oil. And you are wondering what, what what is this? Because what we do is we try to induce vomiting. Mm. Please, when a child drinks poison, don't induce vomiting, because when you induce vomiting, the parazones and the kerosene, then it goes when he's vomiting. Then sometimes they aspirate. That's. Mm. They take in the poison into their lungs, and then we have a bigger problem. So when you drink kerosene on its own, you don't have difficulty in breathing. They only come with difficulty in breathing when we have induced vomiting and forced the kerosene into their lungs. And sometimes we'd kill them that way. Mm. Yes. And so when a child takes poison, some of the poisons will be neutralized with milk. He can't have milk. If it cannot be neutralized, we'll just give him water. A lot of water and move to the hospital. If he doesn't want to drink the water, please don't force the water down his throat. Move to the hospital. Because sometimes it has burned the throat, Mm. so he'll just take a sip, but he's in pain, so he doesn't want to drink. When you force the water down or you force him to bring the, um, the poison out, because that's our commitment. We should get it out of him. We should get it out of him. The hospitals have a better way of getting the poison out. So the earlier you get to the hospital, the better. the better. But please don't induce vomiting. Never use palm oil, no matter what. There's no medicinal value in pushing palm oil down the throat of four children. They are already traumatized enough, so don't add to their trauma with your, your, your home therapy. Milk you can give, water you can give. Anything short of that, please, it's not necessary. If you think he's in pain and you want to give paracetamol you can actually do the suppository okay so that you don't go and add to the, the the problem up there if he's ready to tolerate oral, fine but if not please leave the child alone and take the and then always carry the container or the reservoir with you because sometimes what is on the container is what informs the health worker what to do as the and to give us an antidote mm. and uh, to this the poison. is this is i mean With
2: the assumption that it is a well labeled container, even (laughs) because you know, because like you mentioned earlier, some of these are stored in water bottles. They they don't come with any information, no content information. But some of these things that are gotten from elsewhere, uh, like those that are packaged outside this country, you clearly see even the warnings and all the detailed information you need on what to do, even if some you know it goes into the child's eye, when to go to the doctor. But
6: we have a big problem with packaging like you mentioned. Yeah, so one, you know what is in the container. Mm. Two, carry it no matter what. Because Bring it along. if you have no clue, at least it can be sent to the laboratory. Good. And the laboratory would inform the health workers what the active components are. So if they tell you this is acidic, you quickly know how to help this child. Okay. If they tell you it's alkaline, you know what to do. So It is still important to carry the medication along because if you don't know, we can't fault you for not knowing, but at least you should let us know what it is so that we can tell what it is and then know how best to help your child. Sometimes we even get the chemical poison out, but there's a better way of doing it, not this home um, palm oil method. Mm -hmm. That one, please, let's, let's, let's stop. Please, our
2: mothers and our grandmothers, We've learned something. Sometimes
6: the fun party, they even wait and send for the palm oil, waste time to bring the palm oil, administer it before Before they set off to hospital. hospital. What kind of time wasting is that? Every minute counts. Mm. And so for poison, that's the key lesson every minute counts. So please, the earlier you move, the better. The better for your child. Mm. Now we're moving on to the next one, which
2: you are aware of. If you don't know somebody who has been a victim, you have heard of somebody's story. Quite recently, you heard of that popular Nigerian musician who lost his son due to drowning. And then again, Doc, when you hear stories like that, you always ask yourself, is it that we never learn? Because years back, his colleague musician lost a child that way. Here in Ghana, we know footballers and other people who've lost children and grandchildren through drowning. It's a big problem. But, Doc, before we even go to the drowning in the pools and the large collections of water, there's a story we told on this channel, the Joy News Channel, that I'll never forget, of how a boy drowned in a bucket of water. And... It's something we don't address our minds to. So we fetch water and we leave it in the back of the house or we leave it in the bathroom. I am told that children, toddlers, younger children, can drown in water as high as one
6: inch. Yeah, because it's it's possible. Because what happens is Mm. the water reservoirs are narrow. So when and not children always go with their hands first. No child goes into sees a bucket and says let me turn and put my leg first. So more often than not, it's accidental. Mm-hmm. He's but he's looking at the water, he slips and goes in. And so his head goes in first. And when the head and the hands go in, then he cannot come out. Mm-hmm. Okay? And as he struggles to come out, more water gets into his lungs. Mm-hmm. And so he drowns. So yes, it 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 can happen. Especially because our reservoirs are narrow. If it was a big tap, one inch, you may not drown. Okay? But it's not a big tap. It's a bucket. Okay? Yes. And and, and let me just say
2: this, and because I've been doing this for some time, I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving you medical information. I'm just sharing something I've learned. That the drowning has nothing to do with the quantum of water the child is immersed in. But it is about what goes into their lungs. Absolutely. So, um... like we're talking about buckets now, don't think that, oh, buckets there. Sure. It is not
6: <laughs> the amount
2: of water the child enters. <clears throat> it is how much of it enters his lungs. Yes. That is what the drowning actually is. Yes. Anna, doctor. Yes. What pass it, Anna?
6: What pass it? Thank you. Because the drowning is that water has gone to the place where air should be and it's displaced the air. Mm. And so there's no more air. And when you don't have air to breathe, your brain dies. Because if you don't have air to breathe, you have no oxygen. The body depends on oxygen to function. And look, you try, let's hold your nose for a few minutes. You realize that after a minute, you start frantically trying to push my hand away so that you can have freedom to breathe. And so as you get frantic, you get more agitated. And if I'm bent on not minding you, it gets, you know, you get, you get, it gets worse. So that's how it is. I'm stuck in this space. I'm, I'm, I can't get air. And I don't know how to get out. And I get more agitated. And so my body needs more. And I keep drinking in the, mm.
3: the,
6: the I mean, breathing in the, um, the, the, water. the water. Yes. And so, yes. Drowning has become a topical issue now because many of us, I mean, when we were growing up, pools you saw in a few hotels. And then sometimes in movies. And then you dreamt of how when you grew up and you became rich, you will have a a house with a pool. So that is, but then now there's this whole thing. So as we, we, God blesses us and we put up homes, we think all our dreams can be achieved. And so we, we come up with all these things. It's not bad to have a swimming pool. But you should always know that when you have a swimming pool with children, there's the risk. And there's always that fine day, one day when somebody forgot to lock
3: mm. the
6: fence. Mm. But You should have a fence that is locked. But there's always that day somebody forgot to lock the fence. I know a story like and that. And it's opened. Or they are having a cake party. And all the children are indoors cutting a cake. And one child sneaks out and forget, And then nobody sees this child because everybody is singing Happy birthday. And this child spoils the party.
3: Mm.
6: All parents are having a chat and then one little toddler sneaks out and the caretaker says she was also going to the washroom. There's always that time. And so as much as possible, if you really don't need pools when you have young children, mm. please, please, please. And then make sure that all, you take out the water
3: mm.
6: whenever you are not using them. Yes, if you cannot be emptying your pool as often as it should be emptied, then maybe you are not ready to, to have one. Yeah. So buy time. Yeah. Because it's expensive to maintain it, it's expensive to have the water. As soon as you finish using it, you should empty because you have children in, in the house. It happens all the time. And then you should always have a fence. I mean, yeah. the fence with the lock is a must. And please, it should be sometimes it, there can be a child lock, the, automa- the latch,
3: yeah.
6: where as soon as you bang it, it closes. It's better. But sometimes we put a pylon I mean, and a little croc croc. Yes, you know, yes. <laughs> when I say <laughs> croc, you know what I'm talking about. I know. Yes. Yeah. I just said that for emphasis because yeah. that was the old one. And then. No, we just shift. You then. just shift and you yeah. think, and then, yes. Yeah, so. You think it's locked enough.
2: It's locked. And, and there's a, a, a thing that has, you know, also been introduced, which is the actual pool cover. So I have a couple of friends who said, look, when I heard of this person's incident, I drained my pool. And wait till I got a pool cover. So, this is where they, they spread something over the entire surface of the pool. So that just in case you forget to lock it, at least there's a second. So, it's almost like a, a three step
6: protecting. security measure.
2: Which so house is good. Is
6: so, if the child jumps onto the pool cover, he won't get in. No. Fine. But then just make sure that when you finish sw- swimming
3: and you, you know get a call.
6: You pick, you, if you are in the pool and you get a call and you get out to pick the call and the call requires you to come into the house and do something, you know, a business call and you are just going to grab a phone number for the partner and your toddler decides that, okay, let me go and try that these tricks. So there's always that. So please be aware, yeah. safety is the word. Yeah. If you get a call and you are in a pool, make sure that your pool cover is there. The lock is there. All, all the three layers have been started before you, you go because it can happen. And then I must add that every parent, if you have a pool in your house, everybody should know how to swim.
2: I was just about to ask that. So you, you train the children... Along, at least it c- it could help them until somebody realizes that they are not there yeah. to be saved. Yeah. But doc, we need to move to the next one quickly, which is the ingesting of foreign objects, and that we see that a lot. Uh, you, you spoke about the coins earlier, and sometimes these things lead to choking. Yeah. Um, like I said, we'll treat first aid on another day. We've already established the rules of keeping the objects away, uh, but because we're having the discussion, just throw in just the A few tips on how to
6: deal with a child that is choking. Okay. So for choking children, it's an emergency. Mm -hmm. It's an emergency. So sometimes you can't say, I'm not carrying the choking child to the hospital. So you should know what to do. There are two methods. If it's a little child, we slap the back. There's a way of doing it. You will see pictures of it. You turn the child on his tummy and then you slap the back. You slap between the ribs at the back. And then the foreign objects will come. But if the child is older... When you say slap. Or when your child is choking, that's not when to tap. Slap. Because you want the body to vibrate and force the foreign object out. Okay? Even if... Because if you tap gently, Mm. the object may not come out. And I think if I hit hard and it comes out, I can console my... He's already traumatized from the choking. So he will even feel your... Hit. Your your hits, Yes. I'm not saying fracture his ribs.
2: Yeah. But, but it then should be quite forceful. It should be forceful,
6: yes. Mm. You use the, your palm, not your fingers, to hit the back and then it will come out, as you see in the, in the picture. And then if they are older, you stand behind them, put your two hands under the, in the tummy, under the ribs. Okay. Yes. And then you push them towards you. So this way? Yes. You push them towards you. Okay. You push them towards you up. and then the foreign body will just come out. And so he will just, it will come out with a force. Mm-hmm. Because as you push your hand up, you, you, you apply a lot of force mm-hmm. to the abdomen. Mm-hmm. And so when you do that, then the air, the pressure pushes the con Because he was swallowing and he's choking. So, you know, the airway and the, the eating gut are, are next door neighbors. In fact, there's a common area. Yeah, so when you do that, then the food normally the food is choking the common area mm. and so when you do that then it comes out right. so that is what i would say mm. everybody should know in fact you should practice it at home now there are youtube videos and things use it use the baby um, baby the dam, uh, the dolls chubby. you have your chubby yes <laughs> use your chubby and when your child is older use him to practice him or her to practice mm. like a game you know you are not going to do it so hard but you want to get the technique right So that whenever there is an emergency, you know what to do. Otherwise, you will get confused. Right. So, and and Doc, like I said, you realize that most of the time we panic because we
2: don't know what to do. But when we have the knowledge on how to deal with the situation, we are more calm and relaxed. Finally, Doc, the firearms. Again, stories come to mind of even teenagers using firearms and ending up killing. And there's a story of one who killed a sibling. They were toddlers, and they were just playing. So as we wrap up the conversation, just tell us a bit on that and how to prevent that.
6: Okay. So whenever you have a gun, a pistol, whatever you have, and you have children at home, you should know that they are at risk. The best thing to do is to keep them away from the child. And please never cock your gun or pistol. And don't put the bullets next to where the pistol is. If my child finds an empty pistol, okay, and doesn't know where the bullets are, he can't cock it. And if he doesn't cock it, then he cannot fire. Because they always try and figure out what is happening. So please, if you want to keep firearms, I think you should get trained. When people, when you are well trained, they teach you how to keep it safe. And then you go through, it's just like a swimming pool. It is not a status symbol. Mm. And sometimes we say, it's for security. Look, even when the teams come and you're under pressure, you forget how to, to fire. You may end up firing your, towards yourself. And so if you are not trained to keep firearms, don't be quick to acquire one because it may cost you a lot of pain.
2: Thank you so much, Doc, for doing this. And like I said, this is a very important subject. If there's nothing you take away from this Um, conversation this is what you should remember these are stuff you should not forget always always keep your child in your eye view right but because we are human beings and we cannot do that all the time you want to be sure that all the safety measures are there so like doc has suggested to us keep the sharp objects away Uh, always have a lock on a staircase. It's important. You need to invest in these things. And, you know, know, it's better to invest in them than to invest in taking care of a child who may be left with a disability for the rest of their lives. So why don't you invest in that small gate that prevents them from going down the stairs? Why don't you invest in that security that prevents them from opening the kitchen cabinets on their own? Why don't you invest in that pool cover or that fence? It's better than allowing your child to drown or to hurt themselves there are more tips for you do watch them we'll be back
7: home accidents one home accidents can be fatal so it is best to prevent their occurrence two do not keep chemicals and medicines in water bottles three keep medicines in locked cupboards out of reach of children four Think about the safety of your child when deciding on your home setup. 5. Have a fully stocked first aid kit within reach and learn accident-specific first aid.
5: Hello, do you have any questions for your baby doctor? Send a video or text to 557 456 would love to hear from you.
2: Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of The Baby Doctor. I am grateful that you make time to do so. And uh, here's what I'd like for you to do. When we started, I asked you to call your friends and everybody, you know, because this is community learning is important for all of us. But you can get onto our Facebook page and share the link. Use it as status. and, And let's get more people in this campaign of protecting our children and keeping them safe in our spaces. I'd like to say a very big thank you to Dr. Coy, Doc. Thank you so much for joining us to do this. Thank you. Dr. Coy runs two hospitals, Coy Pediatrics in Community Six and Taman Community Twenty Five. You can find her with a simple Google search, Coy C O Y Pediatrics. They're twenty four hour facility. Walk in there, book an appointment, whatever it is, just see Dr. Coy. She's lovely. She loves the kids. Eh, you. You will testify. Just pay her visit to me, and you you say that I'm I'm just not doing this because she's seated here. I'd also like to say a very big thank you to Azelle Vogue for my beautiful dress. You can contact azel Vogue on 0244155266, 0244155266. or get onto uh, Instagram. You will see the beautiful dresses for all occasions. Okay, so we've got casual, we've got official, we've got um, you know for for your weddings everything is covered at Azelvu. Thank you so much Azel for this beautiful dress. And Think Media is where we are bringing you this important program from. Think Media is a not issue contacts. Think Media for everything creative. They're a creative agency. They will plan your events. They will help you develop a communication strategy. Look, whatever it is you need when it comes to uh, communication and creativity, Think Media are uh, the experts. I am Bernice Abu Lanza, and what can I say to you? Thank you so much for joining me every day uh, we show this program. And until next time, is goodbye. And don't forget to keep the children happy because a happy child makes a happy home. <laughs>
8: Safari Valley Eco Park. Welcome to Safari Valley Eco Park. Our electric shuttle pulled up and in no time our tour began. We were surrounded by wildlife from the moment we entered the eco park. We were greeted by experienced tour guides who took us through orientation and how to better enjoy the experience. Watch these animals roam in their natural habitats, undisturbed by our presence. We saw zebras, sable antelope, brown cranes, Mara, silky chicken, gnalas, shetland ponies, and so many animals I just couldn't keep up. Our tall guys taught us so much about the wildlife, their behavior, and how to interact with them. I even fed them. We also went fishing on a man-made canal. Then we took a break to have lunch in this serene environment. All this amazing experience for this price for adults, this price for teenagers. It's a bugging. As the sun began to set, it was time to go back home, but not before dinner, by the campfire. It has been a thrill of a lifetime, and I can't
0: wait till my next
9: visit. Safari Valley Eco Park, bringing you closer to nature.
7: For crystal clear and thrilling podcast and live show, DQ presents...
0: Picture this. Picture your favorite Blizzard treat. But this one is being held by someone very special. Ari, our Children's Miracle Network Hospital's champion. Hi! Miracle Treat Day is Thursday, July 27th. One dollar or more of each Blizzard treat sold at participating locations benefits your local children's hospital. And kids like Ari, so treat yourself in the most meaningful way.
4: Support kids like me on Miracle Treat Day. Thursday, July
7: 27th.
0: DQ. Happy tastes good.
7: Download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Joy Online,
2: Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Atom Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated.
10: We've had news file over the weekend, and uh, an interesting
5: part
3: of the conversation.
11: Focus. Oh, no. We are out of range.
5: Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alexa in my back.
11: Alex what? Alexa. Open
12: Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM.
0: Super Hits Radio. Radio. Joy 99.7.
12: Listen to Joy FM. Hits FM. Love FM live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying Alexa, play and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask multimedia Ghana to browse programs.
5: And we are back, like we never lost signal.
12: Alexa, welcome to
10: multimedia. We've had news file over the weekend, and an interesting part of the conversation.
11: Oh no, we are out of range.
5: Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alexa in my back.
11: Alex what?
12: Alexa. Open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM.
0: Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy
12: 99.7. Listen to Joy FM. Hits FM. Love FM. Live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Eco device by saying, "Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM." Or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, "Alexa, play and then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana." For a list of all podcasts available, say, "Alexa, Ask MultimediaGuarder to browse programs. Okay.
5: And we oh are back More like we never lost
13: signal.
12: Alexa, welcome to Multimedia.
13: The second clinic of the 2023 edition of the Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair promises to excite patrons in many ways. The West Hills Mall will host all relevant players in the housing and construction industry in Ghana, from Friday 4th to Sunday 6th August 2023, from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. This year's exhibition is under the theme, Home Ownership, Affordability, Comfort or Luxury. Visit the clinic and engage the providers in the housing value chain on all your housing needs, be it financing, land acquisition, rent to own, outright purchase, roofing, lighting, electronic appliances, home security, or home furnishing. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is your one-stop shop for everything housing. To register as an exhibitor, please call 0244-260-653. There will be daily giveaways by the sponsors to visitors at the fair. The EcoBank Joy News Habitat Fair is in partnership with EcoBank, the Pan African Bank, and powered by the planned city extension project from Cities and Habitats. Rent to own and sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Construction Limited, where quality meets value. Syntex Tanks, a strong, a tough EcoBank Joy News Habitat Fair. Affordability, comfort, or luxury.
14: Nestled in the Cape Winelands, an easy 45 minute drive outside of the city of Cape Town, Stellenbosch is a place where beauty abounds and time slows down. Today, we're at the Dylan Lewis Sculpture Garden, a place of peaceful reflection which forms a showcase of a celebrated artist. But before we journey through this enchanting space, We find out more about Blessing Gobeni, a South African artist that has entered the Metaverse. See how a pharaoh has reimagined Ghanaian musical instruments and even invented his own. Then we head to Kenya to see how Kate Maieye is keeping the shuka spirit and garment alive. I'm Pamela Mtanga, and you're watching AfriMax. The Lagos street food scene is a mouth-watering pot of flavors with tantalizing aromas and bold tastes awaiting, ready to take you on a delicious food adventure. Enjoy.
4: From sunrise to sunset, right here in Lagos, you can indulge in different street foods from great tribes and different cultures.
7: Beans, yam, and beef suya. These are the three typical street foods you have to try when in Lagos.
4: I just love the fact that we've got so much variety when it comes to street food right
7: here in Lagos. Lagos is the continent's second largest city, and it's more than 12 million residents that have brought all their culinary traditions with them.
4: So let's start the day off right with a typical Nigerian breakfast. Now imagine black-eyed peas with peppers and spices, and get this—it's all
6: deep-fried. <laughs> let's go. Our own akara is very special or different from other akara. We have our own special recipe that we use for our Greek akara. My Oloe beans, okay, blended with raw egg, mm-hmm. roasted pepper, mm-hmm. and then I'll season it with my maggi salt. The crayfish.
4: But what is the secret ingredient?
6: The secret ingredient yes. is the raw egg.
4: How many akara does this make?
6: This will make one portion, like eight pieces. Okay. So, it's two different sauces.
4: Okay. So, we've got the two sauces over here. Yes, so, this is called tzatziki, or this Tziki. is, is rhodo sauce. So, this is the one with the yogurt, the cucumber, yes. and what else? And salt. Okay, and this is roto sauce. Roto sauce is
7: hot. Yes. This place is inspired by the yellow commercial buses known as downfo, driving around the city. But here, the Damfo is not the transport vehicle, but a spot on the Atlantic coastline to transport local foods with a modern twist. Here at this trendy spot, one can find all
4: kinds of local foods inspired by some traditional flavors. It's our first stop of the day, and it's also where we'll be trying Nyjah Street Food Classic, and my personal favorite, Danfo Bistro's Special Akara. This is not just any Acara. It's 2.0, okay? Thank you so much for showing me You're this, welcome. Chef. I'm gonna go eat. Let's go. I'm super excited. Now, Chef Amos did say the special ingredient in his infamous akara is the egg. He says that the egg gives it texture and also flavor. Let's see if he's onto something. Hmm. I have to say, it's not your regular akara. This is definitely akara 2.0, and I'm here for it. Thank you very, very much. Now, what is this?
12: Sopasagria. Sopasagria.
4: Now, if you don't know, Zobo is actually hibiscus and it's got quite a number of natural benefits and it sure is tasty too. Cheers. Off we go to our next spot where apparently they sell the best fried yams on this side of the island. Let's go.
7: Fried yam is associated with the Yoruba and known as dundun. Some people fry the yam, others make
4: chips or use it as yam porridge. Here we are at Kohina, where we're about to find out what makes their fried yam, also known as dundun, Extra special. Let's go. My own is special, yeah. Yeah. I but what makes sweet. your own special? Because it's neat or yes, because it's sweet?
7: Sweet. Because I fry it well, dry. So people use the fry yam, um, just pieces. Uh. Well, organized my own. It's very special than others.
4: Yes. yes. Okay, so tell me what is on this plate. Explain it to me. Yum. Yes.
2: Potato. Okay. And gizzard.
4: And gizzard. I love it. Sauce. The special sauce. Yes. (laughs) We've got the gin gin, the yam, the fried Mm yam. Madame Christina did not lie. I think this is amazing. The secret is most definitely in the sauce. The sauce is incredible. It's peppery, like me. And you know what? Teamed up with the yam, it's a pretty amazing meal. I'm going to go ahead and enjoy the rest of my meal. The gizzard, the sweet potatoes, and everything else. And last but certainly not least is to taste some tasty treats from guinea fowl to beef suya.
7: Suya is probably one of the most well-known street foods of Nigeria. It originates from the north and was popularized by the Hausa people. It comes in a skewer and is marinated with a variety of spices including pepper.
10: I put um, chita, okay. uh, and
4: the secret is in the seasoning. So here we've got Musa. He's chopping up the guinea fowl. We've already got the beef suya packed up and ready to go. I have to say, suya is one of those things that you love. It's a perfect late-night snack. For people like myself that are trying to, you know, watch that it is the perfect, you know, just snack on. Dinner, lunch, even breakfast, depends who's asking. And yeah, shout-outs to my main man, Musa. I'm sure I'll be coming back for more and you need to make sure that you try the three best foods when next you visit Lagos. Catch you guys next time. From a lineage of artists who explored
14: different art forms to becoming one of the world's foremost sculptors of the animal form. Today, I'm joined by the legendary Dylan Lewis. Dylan, welcome to AfriMax. Thank you. Could you kindly describe to us what the Dylan Lewis Sculpture Garden is about and what it stands for?
9: The Sculpture gardens is a creative project that for me began about 10 years ago, unexpectedly, and started with earthworks. I took an old tract of agricultural land and I developed a sign language with the operator. And together we went through the full extent of seven hectares and re-sculpted the entire surface. So that, that tension between the wild aspects of the mountains and the tamed quality of a garden is something that I explore both in my sculpture and thinking.
14: Why the decision to merge art and nature instead of the traditional gallery space?
9: At the time, the decision wasn't a conscious one. I've come to realize that in the making of a garden, I've sought to place my work in the context in which it's made. So in a gallery, it's devoid of context, which can be interesting in its own way. But here in the garden, it places the sculpture in the environment which inspires it.
14: Walk us through the experience one can expect when coming to the sculpture garden.
9: So for some the garden seems to be a deeply meaningful space and for others it's a a peaceful space and for others just a beautiful space Mm -hmm. so each visitor will have a very different experience Um, it's not so much about what I've made it as, as the creator but rather how it is seen or experiences as the viewer reflects something of their own lives and experience in the world.
14: Thank you for your time, Dylan. I'm about to explore it in my own way and we will catch up a bit later. Renowned visual artist Blessing Gomeni has expanded his art by entering the metaverse and turning his art into NFTs. We're about to explore this space. It's called Ubuntu Land.
15: Ubuntu Land, pioneering Africa's creative metaverse. Here in Miller Gallery, a virtual gallery that forms part of Ubuntu Land, artist Blessing and works are currently being exhibited.
16: We tokenize on, on the Ethereum blockchain. It's a great way for people to uh, own something digitally that you can prove that digital
11: ownership. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Can you explain to me how the process works, the NFT, the metaverse, the certificates,
15: Blessing wants to know it all. In the normal world, he's a master of abstraction. And now he is expanding to the depths of the metaverse, to Ubuntu Land, a virtual space like no other. Ubuntu Land is more than just a place. It's a mission to unearth the boundless potential of Africa's talent, creativity and innovation. To get more insight into how the spiritual world works, Blessing is meeting with Mick Mann, of course, in Ubuntu Land.
16: How's it, Blessing? It's great to be here with you in the Miller Gallery, uh, showcasing some of your exquisite artworks that is innovating on the whole concept of physical and digital art. And um, what we've been doing here is to trying to develop the future of the internet and the future of connection, commerce, and entertainment uh, through a 3D virtual world. So we wrote this beautiful backstory about the history of humanity and creativity came out of Africa over 200,000 years ago, and the mm-hmm. tribes were thriving and moving around uh, the world and learning from different cultures and bringing it back to their own people. Mumbo mm-hmm. Council uh, got together and formed Ubuntu Land, which is a circular structure made out to protect all the resources inside. For people that have never heard of the word NFT, it stands for non-fungible token. A a fungible token is something that can be duplicated or replicated, and you can make more of the same thing. Like the RAND is fungible. Non-fungible means that it's unique in its design, or it's unique in a collection. And it's been uh, designed in that way, so you can't make or duplicate uh, after it's been brought been minted is called is created on the blockchain so if there are many different blockchains but just as an example if your nft is on the ethereum blockchain you it's got a contract address and a whole string of numbers that you can go to and you can look up exactly what that nft has done for the first time because of blockchain technology uh, you're can prove that you own something digitally that no one else owns.
15: Blessing's artwork being sold as an NFT and physically further exposes his message.
11: I I think for me, I'm inspired by events uh, of the past, events of today, and those events that might acquire.
16: I mean, you're a technical pioneer in this game because there are not many artists of your caliber. That are, that are doing this and that are combining physical and digital. So like anyone who purchases one of your digital artworks gets the physical.
15: His pieces are much more than just visually striking. There are also a powerful social commentary on themes like personal growth and struggle for power.
11: The message that I'm sending through my work is uh, sending the messages of experiences, you know. Experiences of each and, each and every human being that is working in this lens, let it be. Those that fought for freedom, you know, they uh, learned uh, how to move around through bad experiences that they went through. Some they died, uh, uh, some they got tortured, some they got exiled. So for me, those are the challenges that I'm basically fighting with uh, to understand why a black, a black skin, for instance, has to be tortured, has to suffer, has to be enemy of almost everything. Yet you are the ones that you carrying the huge value. For me, I'm trying by all means to reach each and every corner of the world with reclaiming the dignity of, you know, black. You know, reclaiming the uh, the identity of black. You know, reclaiming the real history that has been erased. Uh, you know, so it's more of like campaigning to encourage you know the black uh, people to start rewriting their own history with you know you know confidence and with power because without this us i think the whole world won't be functioning
15: as we look forward to the future of the metaverse we see a world in which nfts and cryptocurrencies hold great potential for established and emerging african artists.
16: I think that's you know uh, a really, really incredible value. And they can also put their virtual piece in their own environment or, or trade it.
15: With a growing number of artists embracing technology to showcase their creativity, these innovative tools offer a new way to showcase their work on a global scale.
14: Now back to you, Dylan. What would you say is the inspiration behind your work?
9: i'm inspired by nature i spend a lot of time in game reserves so i'm interested in the symbolic wild spaces within the psyche as expressed through sculpture
14: i want to explore that what are the themes that you particularly explore in all your art
9: i think the themes would be the tension between wildness and tameness in other words they're authentic congruent expressive.
14: Can you pinpoint a key moment that ignited the spark and passion that you have for sculptural work?
9: It was the tragic death of my father in his mid-40s that suddenly precipitated my move into sculpture. He was the sculptor in the family but when he died suddenly sculpture became significantly important to me.
14: Do you feel that your sculptural work connects you to your father?
9: Very much so. You know, at the time, it was perhaps an attempt to find a connection with him or perhaps to continue a legacy or a tradition in some way. I understood it very quickly and started to express myself initially in the way that he did, but over time um, developed my own particular Mm -hmm. style and approach to sculpture.
14: Any advice for emerging African artists who would like to follow the same career path as you?
9: Art, like all human endeavors, can be a very chaotic environment in terms of everybody has different opinion. Trusting your own instinctual sense of your creative journey and what is interesting to you
14: dylan thank you for your time it's been an incredible honor being here ghanaian musical instruments offers a diverse range of sounds and comes from a variety of traditions one musician is reimagining these instruments whilst keeping the cultural sounds alive meet a pharaoh and his wisdom
7: strings passion is to make, preserve, and pass on authentic string instruments from the old to the new generation. Modernizing traditional Ghanaian string instruments.
10: African string instruments are part of us. The modernization methods that I use for my metal tuning pegs instead of um, the woven cow skin tuning method. But after all this, I make sure I keep the authentic Traditional
7: sound. Playing Ghanaian string instruments can be challenging, requiring experience, skill, and dedication. However, Aferu has made learning these complex instruments more accessible and simplifying the process, even for beginners. Theophilus Kakrebisi Asameni, widely known as Aferu, embarked on his career immediately after completing his studies, leveraging his background in music and art. Since then, he has continued to forge ahead without turning back.
10: I source my materials from the local markets around my community. And also the tuning pegs. I got those things from the musical shops. And also the cow skin, I also got those things from the local market as well. The factors that I take into consideration is the sound. There are certain woods that has a certain quality of sound. And when you talk of the Amazonia and also the red cedar, they naturally have a very good sound for uh, music and also the kind of calabash, not too thick, not too slim, like the medium kind of uh, thickness. Then from there, I, I know by the end of the day, uh, the instrument will, will definitely sound good. For me, strings instruments are more spiritual to me, they touch my soul. You know, and they happen to be one of the older instruments to exist. Yes, I started adding more skills to it because of my uh, creative background. So any instrument that I made, I make sure I modernize it to be more friendly because I always do um, handmade instruments. Yes, so sometimes instead of using the uh, wooden tuning pegs, I use the metal tuning to make easy tuning for uh, even beginners.
7: String instruments such as the kora, seprewa, and guitar are deeply intertwined with Danian cultural identity. They are often associated with specific groups and their traditional music, serving as symbol of cultural heritage.
10: What I'm making now is called kora, the West African half. My processes of making this instrument are getting my calabashes and also my wooden neck and the skin that I install on the calabash. But first of all, I make sure I treat the calabash very well and protect them from insects. So I always use the chia pins to tack all the the skin on on the calabash. Then I fix my strings and select the right strings fixed on um, each notes to get the right sound. So from there, the tuning process take on and I'm good to go. You can feel the the heaviness uh, of the bass side already.
7: With each instrument meticulously handcrafted, Aferro's dedication to preserving and sharing the beauty of these musical treasures shines through in every piece he produces.
10: I make kora, that is 21 strings instrument. I also made the Kamelangoni. It's also an African pentatonic tuning instrument and also the Guje. The Guje is, is also one spiritual instrument. The string is made up of uh, the horse tail.
7: Driven by his passion for his craft, Afaro has ventured into the realm of invention, creating his very own musical instrument known as the Kadanu, aptly named
2: it's creating beautiful things. And I saw those at a niche in the market in Kenya and every time you'd go, you want to make something,
7: everybody was suggesting the same thing over and over again.
17: After spotting a gap in the Kenyan market, Kate and her husband founded African Fabric and Designs Kenya Limited in 2015. They started by using locally sourced African prints in Nairobi. However, she soon noticed that most of the fabrics were manufactured abroad. Since then, the designer has strived to use fabrics produced closer to home.
7: I wanted to
2: preserve and ensure that the Maasai fabric has evolved. That you can use it apart from just covering yourself and stuff like that. You can take the same fabric and make prints, make dresses like daily wear.
17: After decades of colonization and globalization, many African communities seem to have become disconnected from their cultural identity, at least on the surface. But the Maasai have famously preserved their way of life and clothing style. 150 kilometers away from Kate's workshop in Nairobi lies Altapesi village in Narok County. At this commune, old and young alike relish that their Maasai fabric and jewellery has had such a big impact.
5: I am proud of our culture. I am proud of our culture.
2: I wouldn't want to be part of another culture nor dress like them.
17: Famed for their nomadic lifestyle, the Maasai community lives in southern parts of Kenya and northern Tanzania. Celebrities worldwide like Beyonce, Omarion and Naomi Campbell have donned their signature attire. Kate, a marketer by profession, strongly believes that the Maasai have put Kenya on the global map. Kate's workshop might be miles away from the Maasai community at Altepeci Village, but they are connected by something that they both hold dear, Maasai fabric and culture.
14: What an enchanting space. We-
18: it's a beautiful time to talk showbiz here on Joy News. My name is Becky. Uh, today is very special because you don't always have superstars passing through. So today I have one superstar, you know, coming all the way from Nigeria. He's called Praise. I'm sure you've heard about him before because he's collaborated With some of Ghana's finest, obviously, Stoneboy, Sakodier, to mention a few. Uh, He's in the country. He has some few things doing, some music video, coming up with one um, rapper. You know, one of our best rappers here in Ghana. And so Praise joins me to talk entertainment. Hello Hi. to you. Hi
19: Becky, how are you?
18: Fine, thank you. The name is Praise. Adijo. O- Ad- Adijo. Adijo,
19: yeah. <laughs> That's a strong name, right?
18: <laughs> My name is Rebecca Dako Triniboua. Say that.
19: Rebecca Daket Chinibois. Uh-huh.
18: Obviously, I can't mention your name, you can't mention <laughs> your name, let's move on. You're welcome to Ghana.
19: Thank you, thank you. I mean, it feels good to be back home. Yeah. Ghana's it's like it's my second, second home. home. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, a lot A lot of times people don't know I'm here, but my friends know when I come.
18: Mm-hmm. I
19: love it here, it's really calm, yeah. you know, great vibes, you know, so yeah.
18: The number of, uh, you know, us, our brothers and sisters I spoke to yeah. from Nigeria... Yeah. They tell me, oh, Ghana is calm. Ghana yeah. is like my second home. Yeah. Are you sure Ghana is your second home?
3: Yeah.
18: What, what makes Ghana so different and so soothing that, I mean, you keep coming back?
19: Well, to be honest, um, there's a similarity. Actually, it's an irony.
18: Mm-hmm.
19: There's a similarity between Ghana and Nigeria.
18: Okay.
19: And a big difference. It feels like Nigeria, but it's just very calm. It's calmer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> our, our country, don't
18: be calm, you know. But yeah. I, good to see you. Uh, this is my first time. Uh, let's let's talk about, you know, after Project Fame and, oh, and really? all of them, yeah. that's a very long yeah. time ago. Actually, Project Fame is the reason why a lot of people got to know you yeah. as a musician. Uh, tell me about the journey.
19: Um, so I was on Project Fame, West Africa, the Made Edition in okay. 2008. Yeah which had me, um, I'm sure you know yeah, me from here, yeah, yeah. um, Kojo, who, who is called KJ Live or something mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, and, um, well, I actually didn't think I wanted to do music, I wanted to play football.
18: You know, I was going to ask, <laughs> has it always been music all yeah, this
19: while? Um, I wanted to play football, uh, but I've always had love for music, I played drums, I played okay. drums in church. Okay. And um, when I was going into the university, that waiting period, I was always in the studio chilling with my friend who's a producer. Okay. I played the drums. Sometimes I'll, I'll play drums for live recordings. Mm. And my love and interest for in music just kept going. So, yeah, we kept pushing, kept pushing. And I produced for people. One day I decided to say, oh, let me see what it feels like to be behind the booth. Okay. So I produced, I made a beat, and I recorded myself. Okay. And yeah, I played it to my friends and they're like, yo, praise, you can sing. Mm. I think you should do more of this. I was like, okay. Well, in my head, football was still there. Did <laughs> you,
18: have you ever, you know, done football? Yeah yeah, the...
19: yeah, yeah, I played, like I played, I played grassroots football. Okay. Um, One of, actually a couple of the stars, the super eagles, past and present, used to be like my teammates. Oh, yeah, interesting. So, like, yeah, like I used to play football, football, like, <laughs> music one, then yeah. music
9: one.
19: So um, a friend of mine convinced me to go for um, singing reality shows. Okay. I tried everyone that happened in Nigeria, but I didn't make any headway. I mean, meanwhile your friends keep telling me, Yo, you, "You can good. sing, yeah, you're
3: good."
19: I was like, I, I was really discouraged. Okay. Then. My friend, again, said, I know you're, you, you don't want to even do this because mm-hmm. of your past experiences. Yeah. but I think you should just give this one one more try. So I reluctantly applied for Project Fame in okay. 2008, and I got into the house, got to the final, came third. third yeah. And, I mean, for me, I think that was the beginning of the music journey mainstream yeah. for me.
18: And, and how, how has that been like for you when you finally got into mainstream? Because back yeah. uh, in the house, mm. uh, Project Fame House, was just, you know, the yeah, reality stuff. Just, yeah. But the reality yeah, on the ground, yeah. <laughs> how, 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 how has it been so it was for re- you?
19: It was really interesting. Because I remember um, after the show, you hear people say, you know, call me, give me a call. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll get you sorted. Like, you know, people making promises. promises. And the way he was on the show, was different when I came out. Like I tell people, when I came out, it was introduction to reality, like you mm-hmm. say. Like <laughs> the real on, reality. On yo, the ground. Yo. On the ground. So it was totally different. Um, then I realized that, you are know, like being in a reality TV show, I mean, it, it, it makes you or helps you by cut. Some things and helps you quickly build a fan base, mm. but <laughs> that does not guarantee your entrance into the and industry.
18: Mainstream, yeah,
19: you know, so for me, like after Project Fame, it was a struggle. I had to start. Um, I mean, I went through different situations where mm. my family at my family had some issues, so the money I won. I, I, had get, yeah, every, in, I give it. Yeah. I give it. Like I just gave it to my family. Like yo, we needed to sort out
3: things. things.
19: Yeah. So now for me, there was nothing. nothing. I had no resources to create music. Had no equipment. So it was a struggle. Being at a show where people know you mm. and expecting you to move from here to here, but from here you're coming back Down. here to start again. So it was. It was quite. It was a struggle at some point. But I kept pushing, kept yeah. pushing. And um, I was staying in Kaduna, which is the northern part of Nigeria. Okay. I told my dad, I was like, "That I have to move. Like, I need to go to where the industry is. Exactly. You know, like, I need to, I need to move. He tried to convince me. Uh, I acted like I heard, but one day I just told him that I'm going. Yeah. So I headed to Lagos. It was a struggle. It was a struggle. But we're
18: here today. Yeah, but
19: I mean, we're here. <laughs> now, how, how
18: many songs, you know, so far, how many Yo, collaborations um, you remember?
19: Um,
18: I mean, I can tell my, you of my, the my ones
19: that with... Well, released songs, my catalog should be nothing less than, nothing less than 70 songs. Okay. Yeah.
18: 70 songs yeah. down do we have the the new ep no no yeah like release
19: no release songs release songs yeah
18: so that has the Stormboy yes, collaboration yes. and and the sacred collaboration part so
19: that was that. on the king album that was on okay. the album I, I put out um i think a year ago no no two, two years ago
18: so how many albums have you released so far
19: i put out a double album okay and no normal. So let me just say three albums, three albums, and two EPs.
18: And 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 you're coming up with another EP. Yeah, or... another project. Okay, yeah. that's that yeah. same. I'm actually
19: coming up with two projects this year.
18: Uh, we'll we'll get yeah. we'll get to talk <laughs> we we'll get to talk more about that, the project, yeah. But I mean, seventy songs,
19: yeah.
18: three albums, yeah. two EPs. Yeah. I've Which...
19: released, released some singles that didn't make it to.
18: The albums the album, and, yeah. and, and the so TV. if I
19: just correlate songs I put out, yeah, it amounts to that.
18: That's a lot of songs to choose from yeah, because I, I want to ask you, you know, which one will be your favorite. You know, it's hard. And, it? and, <laughs> and 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 no, but there's always a story yeah. behind each song.
19: Yeah, that's that's what makes you would it, have to select that's, one that's, today. It, it's hard.
18: Yeah, I know. It's, it's over hard. seventy songs, you just have to just pick one. Oh, I was eating baku when. Oh, I it's, decided hard, to it's hard.
19: It's <laughs> hard.
18: Which one is more like the most emotional one?
19: Um, so I have two, I think two like really emotional songs. Mm-hmm. Um, one uh, was on my first album. It's called Losing It. Okay. What were you losing, though? Um, Your mind? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> like, I was losing I was losing my mind. I was losing my relationship. Okay. You know, and um, I was in a relationship that ended for reasons I didn't know at that point in time, but okay. eventually found you out. You got to know. Yes, later I got to get clarity. And um, the relationship ended because of
0: religion. Oh,